0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to Politics Done Right. I am your host, Experto Williams. This is the progressive program that will take the mystery out of politics. This is the program that will encourage you to make sure government becomes we the people. Whether you are liberal, conservative, or otherwise, you get to air your point of view. Remember, you can also send me a tweet to E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S, that is, at Egberto Willie. Let us engage. It is politics done right. One, two, three, four. Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for spending this time with me. We're going to have a great show today. We are going to talk about whether it's, well, I'll talk a little bit about the show before, but before I get into the show, I must tell folks that I'm a bit perturbed. I'm a bit upset about St. Louis. Um, This is off topic, but I just must say I am upset about St. Louis because I think, what is it going to take, please tell me, my friends, those that are listening to me, I don't care what persuasion that you are, please tell me, what is it going to take for somebody who does a bad act to get convicted if you're a police officer? Look, I am not a type of person that goes out there and blame all police officers for everything, but my God, folks, let's be fair. Let us all of you guys that are listening to me today talk to folks and tell, look, we have to change the modus operandi. We have to change what's going on in this country with police officers. Yes, they, they, they abuse all folk in general, but predominantly people of color. That is a fact. That is numerically provable. And I need you guys, my white allies, my black allies, and every other ally out there, we need you. We need you to go out there and be a part of the solution. Remember, it doesn't only happen to the folks who look like me or other people of color, but also happens to you in, in lesser instances, but as well. There is, a pop, there is a problem that we have that we must be cognizant of with our police forces in this country. And if we don't do something about it, remember, they start with the, easy, the easiest side to start with. A, con- a state, state control starts with the easiest people to control, and after that, it moves on into a police state. So please don't think that because it doesn't happen to you or because it doesn't happen to people that maybe look like you, that somehow you are immune to what the police does, Okay. Uh, Police brutality against people of color is not only done by white officers, it's done by officers of color as well. It's a power thing, just like racism is a power based on a social construct of a non existent thing called race. That is what it is as well within the police structure. But anyway, now that I'm off my rant that has nothing to do with the subject, let's move to what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Medicare for all, should Medicare be all for all be a test? Should it be a test for, or, or what do we call it, a, a litmus test for Democrats? Uh, before I, I, I want you guys to tell me um, what you think. I want to hear your, your points of view. I have a point of view here that, um, that, that I want to discuss. The blog of the week is, uh, is going to be an old blog that I did on Daily Coast that covers a whole lot of this uh, single-payer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that I'm going to want to discuss with all my my listeners as well. But anyhow, here is how the program's going to go. Here it starts. The title of the program today is single Payer Medicare for All Must Be a Litmus Test for Democrats in 2020. I made it assertive. Then I said Medicare for All as a litmus test. The Democratic Party is an all-inclusive party. It supports various ideas, various ideas. It is important to note that while it supports various ideas, it also must have inalienable principles, principles that apply no matter what. We have to remember that. Principles that apply no matter what is what comprises the Democratic Party. I mean, we're never going to talk about the Democratic Party not supporting women's rights. That is in our DNA. We are never going to support the Democratic Party not supporting civil rights. That is within our DNA. So continuing, these include, uh, or inalienable rights include equal access to success, civil rights, worker rights, and much more. It does not require rocket science to understand that healthcare rights must be one. And the definition of healthcare rights is Medicare for all. Medicare, or rather, healthcare that covers everybody. And the private sector must never, ever, ever have a veto right, any any of our inalienable rights. And right now, with healthcare, private companies who make a profit have a veto right on your health care. It isn't the government controlling of your health care that has the veto power on your health care. It is an insurance company who looks at an illness that you have and tell you, you go to the gods of the insurance industry. Oh, Lord, insurance company, may I ask you to pay for this disease that may kill me. And then you have the ultimate power, the insurance company, to then say, as a private profit-making entity who must look out correctly for the rights, for the fiduciary responsibility to their shareholders, and tell you, okay, okay. I will go ahead and I will support you. I will go ahead and pay your medical bill. In other words, you're a slave to the corporation. You're not a slave to we the people. You're not an agent of we the people. Meaning if government, Medicare for All, through some entity, were the ones handling this, it would not be some master telling you, oh, we're going to decide to let you live or not. In that light, it is imperative that going forward, that Medicare for all is a litmus test for every Democrat running for office. We would never allow a Democrat to run for office that says we do not believe in civil rights. We would never allow a Democrat to run if we, if we asked, do you believe in worker rights? And he said, No, I don't believe in unions. We would never allow a Democrat to run if he said, I don't support women's rights. We want to have women continue the, the, the prehistoric form that male supremacy has led to over the decades, over the millennials. No, we're not going back. And we should not go back on health care as well. And now it is time. Obamacare was simply a test you're thirsty you're thirsty and need to have your tongue wet to see what things could be like and you've seen what it is what all those states that covered their people all those states that did the humane things all those states that decided not to murder their citizens by not giving them the health care that was there for them to have those people who got it they knew they got something valuable and it is for us to tell them, it was your right to get it as an American citizen. Last week, a Canadian woman came down when Bernie Sanders announced Medicare for All as a bill. And she said she hoped her neighbors to the South, the Canadian woman saying our neighbors to the South, would actually take this opportunity now to fight for what, Canadians look at as something that if we can't believe, you haven't seen the light over the years. We saw it in the 50s. She, she gave the story of her grandparents migrating to Canada before Canada had Medicare, and they call it Medicare as well, before Canada had Medicare, And how the, and how the system bankrupted their family when their father got a heart attack in his 40s. Folks, we have to stop the indoctrination. We have to stop the lies that are going to come out. The taxes are going to be high. The taxes are going to be high for Medicare for all. It is going to be very high. But you know what? Right now, my wife decided to get a job, and now she's carrying the health care for us. We were on Medicare for all. I mean, rather, we were on Obamacare, which was cost. It cost me about close to $1,000 a month for that. Okay, she's paying about $700, I think, or a little less for not only health care, but dental care, eye care, retirement, and everything she's got because she has a, an, an employment plan. And, but she got, she's working for a good company. Most Americans are not. I don't want to have less for us. I wanna have more for everybody else. And for that, you know what? I'm willing to pay my share taxes. But guess what? They don't tell you. Oh, your taxes are going to be high for Medicare for all. Yes. But what they don't tell you, you won't have premiums, you won't have copays. You you get sick, you go to a doctor and you're taken care of. And people say, oh, well, people are gonna abuse it. How many people really wanna spend some time in a doctor's office? Do you really want to have yourself prodded and tested and all these sorts? Yes, you have some hypochondriacs out there, but most people, I have healthcare now. Well, I've always had healthcare. I should correct that. But when I had other healthcare, I was scared to use the healthcare because of several reasons. If they found something and there's a pre-existing condition, I probably couldn't get a policy next year. Oh, uh, my my deductible used to be anywhere between five thousand dollars and ten thousand dollars. If it's something that'll go away, why not let it go away? Folks, we've been killing people in this country for a long time. We have. Our healthcare system has been passively killing people. People making decisions not to be tested. People making decisions not to get cures because they don't, they can't afford it, or it will mess with their well-being, their your economic, their personal economic your economics. We've been having these conversations ad nauseum. We have to stop these conversations, and we now have to act. And we can only act if we force our politicians, if we force our politicians to act. We have to force them to act. And the only way you force them to act is to say, now, Democrats, there will be a litmus test in this party, just like there's a litmus test for rights on women, just like there's a litmus test for civil rights, just like there's a litmus test for LBGTQ, right. Everything, those are litmus tests that you must pass as a Democrat. Now, Medicare for All is a new litmus test and is a test that if you cannot pass, you do not deserve to run on this ticket. Yes. So, I want to hear your thoughts. There's a, t- there's a telephone number to call in. Uh, you can send me your thoughts as well here on Facebook Live. But on air, you get to go to 646-929-2495. You can call in on 646-929-2495. Again, 646-929-2495. And I think I better put that into our, um, I'll try to get that into the um, right here in the thing as well. Let's see, Marie, before I go to the blog of the week, Marianne says, if we can afford government to, pay, uh, government to pay for us to be healthy, how is being safe any good if we are all unhealthy? Thank you, Marianne. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. People, doesn't, people, don't, look at all, people don't look at all the fallout of these issues, right? One of the other things is our, the, the country's health care is, uh, is a national security issue as well. You can't have sick people running the country. It's that simple. You know, it it is that simple. You can't have sick people running the country. But anyhow, before I go into further discussion and and remember the telephone number, and you know what, let me go ahead and stick that number in here. Uh, Yep, I got the number in there, so you can see the number in, in the feed as well. But before I do that, I want to go ahead and say, do you know what time it is it's time for the weekly blog post okay this, this uh, weekly blog post is a couple of uh, I guess when, when did I write this June 29th I uh, got a whole lot of coverage then but it is very much apt right now and it was called and this is this was the title Democrats use Trump care chaos to push single-payer medicare for all and it goes as follows now is the time to educate americans about health care in other countries and to bring single-payer medicare for all into the debate it is imperative that democrats use the current chaos and state of flux to promote significant change in obamacare that morphs it into the best system one of the problems with health care insurance is that our chaotic chaotic system provides many different experiences to Americans. Most of your costs are taken care of if you are on Medicare or Medicaid. So those people who are already on Medicaid or those people who are already on Medicare, oh, things doesn't seem all that bad to them. But remember, we are a society, we are a country, and there are hundreds of thousands, millions of people that need help that can't get this insurance. If you work for a private employer or the government, you have relatively low deductibles and copay. When my wife decided to work for the school district and we, and we first saw what Medicare, Medicare, our medical bills would be going forward, I mean, this was probably an 80% cut in me carrying our healthcare for the last 26 years privately. As a self-employed person, I have a software company I've been carrying the whole family's health insurance for decades, and it's amazing the difference in pricing if you work for somebody else or if you're paying it yourself entirely. Huge difference. And the problem in America is a large percentage of Americans get it from their employers. But guess what? Employers have been cutting back, not because of Obamacare. Employers have been cutting back. Bobby Rodrigo, the telephone number to call in is our regular coffee party number. It is 646-929-2495. Again, that is 646-929-2495. Okay, sorry for interrupting the blog of the week, but, but going back to that, the, the, the difference in prices that I've seen oh, just from her getting a good, solid, part-time work with a company that gives insurance. Have completely changed our personal economy as related to healthcare. I want that for every person. Like I said, I was dumping several tens of thousands of dollars a year in healthcare, having a wife with lupus. Tens of thousands of dollars a year. Everybody can't afford that if the median income is under $59,000 and you have to spend 20 something thousand dollars on healthcare. What else is left for your kids? What else is left to live on? What is left for to build your own assets? What else is there left for your own personal economy to bring you above? Folks, we have to look at it not from the crap you're getting from the right, not from the crap you're getting from from the establishment Democrats that says let's take it incrementally. No, let's take it in four to five years and make the change, and let's support the people who are going to be displaced from jobs because. We no longer need all those insurance companies. This can be done. Anyway, continuing, my friends, continuing, my friends, if you work for a private employer or the government, you have relatively low deductibles and co-pays. However, if you are an individual, health insurance is a nightmare. Most Americans get their insurance through their employers, Medicaid or Medicare. As such, many do not empathize with the problems of those who must purchase their insurance individually, roughly about 10% 10% of Americans are the individual health insurance market. They are the ones who see the full impact of the yearly pilfer by the medical industrial complex. I also call that the healthcare industrial complex. I want to stop there for a while. I say 10% of people are on the individual market, which is about right. But we have to go further than that. Those are the people that are looking for insurance. 10% of the American population is on the individual market like I was as a, as a business owner. However, folks, it is important for you to realize, it is important for you to realize that there are millions of other people who do not qualify for Medicaid, who cannot afford insurance on, the, on the, um, the individual market, and who do not form a part of that 10%. How can we, as a humane nation, as a nation who believe in humanity, not try to support a system that supports us all? Anyone who speaks against that. Anyone who speaks against that has a severe lack of empathy. And if they understand it, if, they, if after we've made it clear what it's all about, if they understand it and still think the way they believe, then I'll, I'll be blunt. They're selfish. They're evil. And for those who proclaim to be Christians or otherwise of some religion, it defeats everything, everything that these things stand for. I'm a humanist. I believe in solving the human condition, in making the human condition better. I have been on the individual market personally since 1989, where my premiums were always twice or more as much of a comparable employer-based plan. I had deductibles that were four to 10 times as much. Obamacare immediately cut my insurance outlays in half, but as the years progressed, the rate creep began again. Why? The market does not work in health insurance. I have a little snippet from what I did on my show on KPFT where an economist called in and he gave the exact reason why the market cannot, will not, was not designed for healthcare. And for anyone trying to create market-based health care, they are lying to you. The market does not work for healthcare for very specific market reasons. But anyhow, continue it. For those with employer based health insurance who believe they are immune, they should note that one factor in wage stagnation is that their employers are paying more for health insurance. We should not have occupied or we should not have coupled insurance with employment. These are mutually exclusive issues. That raise that you didn't get, you probably got it, but you paid more in insurance, so you didn't get it in your check. Your employer said, I got to pay a higher insurance rate. I'm not going to give you that raise. I can't afford to give you that raise. So, folks, this doesn't only affect the people in the individual market. It affects you. Think about it. Wages have been stagnant for 30 years, but still yet insurance companies and medical health care companies, their, their, their profit margins have been going through the roof. You have been making less money in your checks on average adjusted for inflation. But at the same time, these profits are high you're getting less. We are being screwed. We have to understand how we're being screwed and then we can do something about it. But we have to first understand it, believe it, and fight for it. Drug companies can charge whatever they want for their products. Hospitals can charge whatever they want for their services. Insurance can, manu- can maneuver to maximize the amount of money they keep for executives by manipulating costs and expenses. In a real free market, customers have a choice to accept a product at a certain price, shop around, or altogether not purchase it. When one gets sick, the opportunity to shop around does not exist. It's not a market. It is not a market. One One is at the behest of the immorality inherent in our healthcare delivery system. I will repeat that again. One is at the behest of the immorality inherent in our healthcare delivery system. You cannot tell an emergency room doctor not to go through some predefined protocol. You have no control of the cost. Moreover, many are justifiably ignorant of the services given or needed. When I go to a doctor, I will admit it. I am ignorant. I am not a doctor. My sister is. I don't have the time sometimes if I go to the doctor to make a phone call. Lindya, please tell me, what do I need to do? You cannot tell an emergency room doctor what to do. Moreover, many are justifiably ignorant of the services given or needed. They are not doctors. Because of the the former and the many many other reasons, a society must not leave healthcare to the free market. It is expensive, it is immoral, and fiscally, it is irresponsible. Ali Belchi, a Canadian host at MSNBC, Recently, systematically busted several lies about Amer- the American healthcare system relative to the rest of the industrialized world, much more efficient mm. systems, he said, uh, or he's been bringing reality to a population who continues to pat themselves on the back. We Americans, we love to pat ourselves on the back, on the back on the willful ignorance about the lousy healthcare system most Americans face. America, America's healthcare reality is in turmoil right now. It's in flux. Moreover, if we are real, we must admit that the Obamacare marketplace in many markets is in trouble. The prices are prohibitive for many. Moreover, the new rates that will come out in October next month will be shocking to many and will price them out of the health insurance market altogether. After all, guess what? Trump and his ill, they are sabotaging health care right now. And the OMB just came out with a report that said because of the uncertainty created by the Trump administration, what is happening is the prices had to be much higher as well. So we have the higher prices by the uncertainty, we have the higher prices by the legal theft of the insurance industry, and we have the higher price by the, by the complete and, and, and gouging of the drug companies for drugs that we have originally paid for with our research dollars paid by your taxes. The private sector, many times. they are nothing more than thieves, because again, thieves that control the politician, who, in controlling the politician, are able then to say, "Oh, we're going to charge you this for this product." Americans' healthcare reality is in turmoil right now. It is in flux. Moreover, if we are real, we must admit that Obamacare marketplace in many places are in trouble. The prices are prohibitive for many. Moreover, the new rates that will come out in October will be shocking to many and will price them out of health insurance altogether. We must blame, we must blame the Trump administration as well for sabotaging the ACA. We cannot deny the inherent defects of Obamacare, where the free markets reign is a primary culprit. Every industrialized nation has already figured that out. I always viewed Obamacare as the only pathway America had to single-payer Medicare for all. It was clear that it was a stopgap measure. Democrats must not work solely on saving Obamacare because Republicans will use its defects as a pathway to Trump care. Democrats must make the fix to Obamacare by presenting a route to single-payer Medicare for all. They must speak with one voice. They must promote reality based comparison with the countries as Ali Belchi has. They must present the simple arithmetic that or arithmetic that illustrates the fact that the vast majority of our healthcare dollars end up in the pockets of a few and not to make America healthy. We are simply cogs. To our healthcare system. It's not about our health. It's not about keeping us alive. It's not about keeping us healthy. It is just one profit center to corporate America, and that is why we must define healthcare as a right, and that's why we must extricate it from the private sector. The private sector must not have veto power on your health care, and you must be willing to fight for that, and you must be willing to deny and forget all the crap you're hearing on from the right wing and from establishment Democrats as well, because they are as well many not all, but many are in cahoots with the insurance companies, the drug companies, the uh, hospital companies, and the profiteering doctors and very few profiteering doctors. most doctors are good doctors. I have a sister who is a doctor. She goes and she does her good work many times for free. So, folks, it is in our hands. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Anyhow, folks, this is a call-in show. The call-in number is, and I must remember what that is, 646-929-2495, 646-929-2495. And I think I have a... Señor Dr. Rodrigo on line number one, and I'm coming to the 314 number after Bobby Rodrigo. Come on in, Bobby. How are you doing?
0: What are you doing, man? What what, what, what are you? was
1: what, all of that?
0: Ain't, don't you live in Houston?
2: <laughs> what what, what me, was all friend. of that?
0: Who cares about health care right now? It's, it, we, it's not going to change tomorrow. You've got a city here in distress. In distress. We need to talk about your city. This is your city. I don't want to hear about health care. I don't want to Bobby, hear nothing about
1: federal government. Let's talk about Houston. Okay, Bobby, Bobby, let me let, let me stop there, there, and first I must admonish you admonish you. That oh, entry that you just gave me was wrong. First of all, you know that we cover our city as well. And but guess what? It's not only. I am
0: very, I am they very, I am very, ab- I am very upset. We went to the city dump today with all the trash from the from,
1: from, the, from and the. I sheriff. want you to tell Bobby. I want you to tell that story. That's why I asked you as well to call in because today is healthcare because that covers the entire country. But at the same time, I always keep my doors open to make sure that those things, the good work that you are doing here in Houston, before you talk. Folks, Bobby Rodrigo is a member of Coffee Party, He's a, a board member, and he has brought a crew down here to Houston, doing very good work to help us get past what's going on down here. Make your point, my friend.
0: I'm at the First Indeed International Church. Everybody, please pay attention to this, because I want. Because if I would have been here earlier, I would be calling you from jail. So I'm at the First Indeed International Church. We're feeding a 1,000 people today and they're giving away, for for the last two days, we've been running trucks in here, a bunch of people have, myself included, to drop off donations that are here for the community, and they're running the cars through in a system. So when we were here yesterday, because of all the work that they've done and all the people that they've fed, they've got a massive amount of garbage. So we take the big trucks that I have, and we fill it up with garbage to take to the dump. so they don't have to have the garbage while they're feeding people food. I'm not, I'm not feeling that. Okay, not feeling that. So, okay, so we come up with this really nice plan. We get here early. A bunch of people get here early. We get up. We get the truck. Get the stuff on the trucks. We drive down to the city dump. And you know what they say? They say you got too much. We don't want it. Now let you me wait to... if I understand this correctly. They we went to the city dump. I do. I wasn't here because I would be in jail. I'm telling you, I would not have left with that trash if I would have been there. And 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 we're, I'm waiting to hear from the pastor because it's his community. So I'm gonna wait. But I, I, got, I got two trucks that are filled with trash. And, and if we don't find another place to put it that's reasonable, I'm going back there. And you'll, I'll be calling you from the jailhouse because I'm going to bring the truck. Well, me, I'm going to get out me, of the truck. Right and in. I'm going to walk
1: away. Walk let away. me first tell you. So let me see if I understand what you're saying. You're saying mm. Bobby Rodrigo and his crew who are here in Houston, they attempted to go to the city dump to, to throw away a whole lot of trash from the community. We know that there's a trash all over Houston with this flood. And that somehow they sent your trucks back and said you couldn't dump They said dump it was
0: stuff. too much. That's right. They oh. said it was too much. They said we Why brought it too much. And, I, and, I, and I'm like, so let me see if I understand this correctly. We have too much trash for the city dump. How is it not too much trash for the church that's feeding the community? Now, I wasn't here. Like I said, I was, I was, at, I was at a church uh, picking up food for another cookout that's going. We're feeding about 5,000 people today I in know, the area in four different locations. I mean, it's a marvelous thing, and all the communities are doing really well. And what happens? The government gets in the way again. Again. Uh, hold, on.
1: hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let's, let's, let's do this right. Uh, the way we work here in Houston as well is we have a number called the 311 call-in, okay? Uh, when that happened at that dump location, somebody at that – again, bureaucracy is bureaucracy. And even if you had a private company handling it, Bobby – Bure- they might have had a bureaucracy like the... Like the uh no, they would have just Red- charged. They would have just charged. I know,
0: but let's be
1: clear. The Red Cross is screwing up Houston royally right now. The, the, Absolutely so they are.
0: Absolutely that's they a are. And
1: that's a private bureaucracy. So my thing is... Yeah, no, it's, a,
0: it's actually not. It's actually not because the Red Cross is married to FEMA. So it's actually not private bureaucracy. I know this right now because I have a proposal in front of the Red Cross to feed people in Florida. I know exactly how this works. And and they are tied at the hip to FEMA. So they travel together in unison. But you are right, the Red Cross is a private private entity, but they are joined at the hip to FEMA. Whatever the case is
1: it, they're private. So what I'm telling you right now, my dear friend, is to please have your people call three one one. No, I'm gonna
0: go. No, I'm going down there with the trucks, and if they don't take them, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the keys and I'm gonna sit there and I'm gonna have have my people walk away and I'm gonna make want, the police well, truck. You, you got it. That's Look, what you I'm gonna to, do.
1: Civil disobedience. Civil disobedience. Civil disobedience baby. That's fine. That's fine. You have to do what you want to do. I am just saying, if I were the one with that truck and they they denied me that, I would have called three one one, given that it's a city dump and told them the the story, and one, if if they gave you a bad answer, let them know that you're going immediately to the media. These are, I mean, these are certain, well, what that's, happened what in-
0: that's what happened. That's, that's why I called you, because I, the pastor, I wasn't there, but the pastor and two of my drivers were there.
1: Okay, so, good. So
0: my driver stayed out of the way. My drivers, you know, it's the pastor. I will escalate you, you have to go down
1: there. Bobby, after this show, I promise you, I will escalate this as well. We got a deal? Absolutely. Great. So anyway.
0: Um, now, now, now I hear, let me tell you about the positive. Let me tell you about the positive
1: stuff. Go for it, sir. And then I want you to talk. Then I'm going to put you on hold because I want to get 314 in, and then I'll come back to you. But come on, give me a quick, a quick synopsis, and then I need we to have, go we, the have, we
0: have to give a shout-out to the Cajun Army who's been running around this town
1: for Shut free.
0: All, volu- all volunteer. Do not take any money for, for donations. They only take supplies. You cannot, you cannot mm-hmm. even give them money. They're all volunteered. They're, he- they're out here at the First Indeed, Church International, First Indeed International Church feeding a 1,000 people, and they're all around the communities in Conroe and Orange and Beaumont and Channelville m- uh, demoing and mucking out houses all day today, all day tomorrow, and they're coming from all around the country to do this. So I have to give a shout-out to them.
1: Great. Now, i I, I got to put you on hold now, and I need to go ahead and get to a, a, another person. And I want you to have something to say about Medicare for All. So anyway, we'll come back to you, Bobby. All right, let's go to 314. Who do I have the honor to speak with on 314?
2: It's Bianchi. Bianchi. Uh, I, think that, uh, I think that according to what I was reading from the National Institute of Health, 75% of research is paid yeah. for by private dollars.
1: It's, it's not, not paid true. for by... I've read that, sir, because it's not true. It's well, not. not that's a, what I'm telling you is. Well, I'm
2: not arguing with you. I just made a statement. Why do we have to argue?
1: I am sorry. Uh, for you my
2: got tone. your information from one I place. Sorry. I got mine, so that's that's let it be.
1: Yankee, I'm sorry for the tone. I apologize. I didn't mean to be argumentative. Yeah. You're you're right. Yeah. Okay. okay well
2: I, Okay. Now another thing. I don't know much about Medicare for All. This this proposal that was put forth by Bernie Sanders, but if it has any mandates, pardon me. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, I'm talking. If it I, I has, call into the show.
2: Yeah, if it has any mandates involved in it, I'm totally against it. I think that the uh, people should be allowed to get involved with what they want, and leave what they do not want. Uh, I'm for people having access to. Uh, medical care, I think that uh, we should uh, citizens should have access to drugs that's produced in other countries and also have access to medical services that's uh, produced in other countries, uh, especially mm-hmm. like India, with the excellent programs that they have along the lines of ophthalmology and mm-hmm. uh, some other procedures. but uh, I just want to put that out there. if there's a mandate involved with, it, Mr. Sanders, I don't have anything to do with it. I think it's wrong.
1: Okay, let me uh, answer that question as far as mandates is concerned. Because actually, I love that I, that thing about mandates. No, I, um, is there a mandate to build roads? Is there a mandate to build hospitals? All oh, right, build, build all, all the things that we consider in the in the um, Commons, right? Roads, uh, bridges, uh, airports, and so forth that are the portions that are built by by we the people, meaning government, uh, the, the elected officials, our elected officials decide that we are going to have streets here and so forth. If we don't like where they put those streets, we vote them out. The same, uh, that's what our taxes do. Now I want us to stop classifying healthcare as something for the private industry to run and have healthcare be just like we build roads or things. These are things that are essential for the existence of our state, for the existence of our country. And as such, I want it controlled by we, the people. Now, when we, the people, control it, it means that our elected officials will be the ones who make the choice. So we, the people, will ultimately be responsible if the elected official make choices we don't want, we vote them out. But the good thing about it is healthcare covered out of general revenue, meaning taxes, just like roads are covered out of general revenue taxes. So, Bianchi, that's what I'm looking for. No mandates required, none at all, because you know what? What it is, is healthcare is now a right, and we, the people, are defining what those rights are.
2: Got me? Well, you know, the thing is with the, your roads, and yes. as it pertains to driving, yes, driving sir? is a privilege. And yes. also, if people don't want to be the taxes that's associated uh, directly with gasoline and so on and so on, then they can just take public transportation. And in many cases, that is a very viable option. Sure. Uh, roads built locally where you have local control over, that's a good thing. But when the federal government tries to build local roads, I'm totally against that. Uh, federal government uh, does what it does with interstate highway system. Uh, they provide X number of dollars. State provide X number of dollars. That's a good arrangement. But, well, let, uh, me give
1: you, let, me, let me give you a comment. And, you know, question.
2: with Medicare, it, it probably would be more of a good idea because anyone that works, pays, uh, should exactly. be paying Medicare taxes.
1: We are in the same boat. Bianchi, you're a right-winger that I, I always tell people
2: we have. I'm not a right-winger.
1: In, well, you know, I'm sorry for calling you a conservative or whatever you are because you've called in several times and I like your ideas sometimes. Uh, but, you know, um, so I, I'm saying I've seen some some some. Uh, Similarities here, but let me put you on hold. I need to get to 506, and then I want to come okay. back to you because some good thoughts that you have, dear brother. All right? Okay. 506, you're hot. Come on in. Who am I speaking with? 506. Uh, I think this is a Canadian number. Come on in. I am hot, and
3: I got my computer down so that uh, I can only hear you and not the uh, feedback.
1: Yes, thank you very much for doing that. Okay. So my name is Dan Jones. Welcome aboard, Dan Jones.
3: Thank you. I've been a long listener to your show for the last several months. I've enjoyed a lot of the uh, live things and also some of the uh, just normal Facebook uh, posts that you put up. Thank you so
1: kindly, my friend.
3: Yes. So um, as a Canadian, um, I want to kind of chime in on this situation because um, a couple of years ago, well, two years to be exact, almost to the date, um, I came down with a, a very uh, serious medical condition that required hospitalization. Um, in total, 23 days over two visits. Um, I never paid a thing, mm-hmm. um, it was nothing that came upon me uh, through any environmental factors or societal factors or anything that was beyond my control. My uh-huh. sickness was my own uh, fault and my, my government still protected me and it makes me feel good that they protected me and my health and made me healthy because now I'm two years later I'm healthy, I'm doing good. And um, But other people who sometimes I look at when I uh, watch the news and stuff in the United States who have no control over their situation, maybe they live in a environmentally contaminated area or any type of other thing that makes them unhealthy, and it's no fault of their own, and they still can't get help. And it just makes me think that Man, like, why can't a government just protect its people? It seems like the, the, the first goal of a government should be to protect its people.
1: Now, Dan, you're absolutely correct. And what, ha- what has happened in the United States over several decades is, uh, and, and, I, and I, I, I've, I've actually linked it to something called the Powell Manifesto. Uh, in a, when America was liberalized, and actually it wasn't too far uh, after you did your own got your own Medicare system that covered everybody. When America was liberalized, and meaning that uh, people were enlightened, and uh, workers started to get their rights, and all the you know women's rights and civil rights and worker rights, all these rights came about. The people got scared. the 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 corporate the corporate controlled uh, system got scared, and there's a Democrat named, Lewis Powell, who was eventually made a Supreme Court Justice that wrote a thing known, uh, a paper following the, known as the Powell Manifesto. And within that paper, what they did is they created doctrines, they created methods in which they were going to infiltrate the media, they were going to infiltrate schools, they were going to infiltrate books, and all these things to pretty much change history. What they wanted to do is convince Americans that somehow government was bad. That somehow government was evil, not realizing the reality of our constitution and your constitution as well. That pretty much says government is we, the people. In other words, we control it. If we don't feel empowered to empowered or responsible for our government, then we don't feel that we have. Then we then we feel that somehow our government could be a system attacking us proper. My What I believe in right now And what I think we should all believe in Is making government better When Bobby Rodrigo comes on air And he talks about the government being bad He's not wrong But what I do think he's wrong about Is how do we solve government being bad I think okay. we as the people Have to solve government being bad Now you play an important part, my friend A humane, important part, uh, Mr. Dan Jones And that is what American media has not done pervasively here in the United States is tell your story, tell the stories from the people on the uh, uh, the France healthcare system, on the Swedish healthcare system, on the Danish healthcare system. If Americans had real-life stories, instead of the lies that are coming, let's say, from the Heritage Foundation, the lies that are coming from the right wing, the lies that are coming from the corporate uh, corporatized uh, corporatized, uh Studies from different schools, then they would be able to say Medicare for all. Yes, my taxes are going to go up, but guess what? I no longer have a premium to pay. So somebody like me, if my taxes were to go up by twelve thousand dollars, let's say it's not going to be twelve thousand dollars because of the economy of scales and because we will remove thirty uh, percent insurance overhead and and we will control the prices of drugs. We don't want the the we don't want the drug companies. Uh, taking advantage of a college developing a drug, and then they market it and inflate the prices. When we take all that into consideration, all these costs should drop by more than 40%. And in doing so, yes, we'll pay more taxes. Yes, your taxes will be higher. I will pay probably $10,000 more in taxes maximum, but I won't pay $20,000 worth of health care costs. You get my point, Dan?
3: I get your point. Um, I just sent a message on Facebook saying that I was listening because I didn't want to interrupt you talking.
1: But yes, great. I, I appreciate that. Now, is there anything else you want to add uh, before I, I go back and go to my round robin and give Bobby Rodriguez uh, more no, time?
3: No, no. Take your other caller. That would be great, and I'll continue to watch. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you so kindly for calling, Dan. Bobby, is there You're anything welcome. you want to add before I go back to Bianchi? Nope. Okay, Bobby. You're on. Bye. I'm. Thank I'm you, here. very much. Okay, Bobby, is there anything you want to add?
0: Um. Well, <laughs> is this the round robin
1: part? Yeah. What I'm doing is just ask, if, if, if you if you just want to listen, that's fine. But I wanted to see if you had anything that you wanted to add from something that you've been hearing. Well,
0: well, I mean, well. yeah, I mean, I, I hear I hear what you're saying, but you're not offering to me, in my opinion, any solution. You say the fixed I, government. I, I, wait, hold on. I, 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 don't hear a solution now. I, now, I, I mean, paying more taxes, whatever. You know, that that's that's a whole that's a whole can of worms in of itself. My issue with paying more taxes is is that the government needs to earn it because they're not earning it. They, they, they do not deliver what what they're use, supposed to use their money for. They don't deliver for us. That's why we're in the, part of the reason why we're in the crisis that we're in now. So if we make the government earn our money instead of wasting it and having bureaucracies in our way, then perhaps I wouldn't have a complaint. But if I, but if I see private people doing things better than the government and they get our, and they're going to get the same amount of tax money or more the next year to do the same thing over again, I have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with having good government. I have a problem with the way we're doing it now is not working for we the people. Period. period. No Uh, matter what. That's a fact. fact.
1: No, Who's going to argue with that statement? I have a solution that I I am given is exactly the solution that I'm talking about. The solution is first create or, or accept. Bernie comes down Not Bernie. I mean, Bernie is the current instantiator of Medicare for All, but it didn't start with Bernie. It started with HR 676, and a lot of these other issues. The problem is there hasn't been the backing for these types of policies because, as you say, government is non functional. And, and I, as I explained as I was talking to Dan Jones, is that government is non functional because the Powell Manifesto has such made Americans, the average American citizen, uninformed about their role in government that pretty much they have allowed a corporatized government structure to exist. What is my solution? Education. When, uh, one, By the way, folks that are listening to this show right now, I beg that you share these shows because the idea behind all of this is we educate each other. And by the way, I am coming out. I come out with proposals. I talk about these things. But I, I'll be the first to say I am not all-knowing. Bobby is not all-knowing. Dan Jones is not all-knowing. Uh, Bianchi is not all-knowing. I've learned of I've learned from every single one of my callers to, to to put my mind into a thinking process that can approach them because for our, our solution is going to require Bobby Bianchi, well Dan Jones is a Canadian but for all Americans to say okay well I can accept that well maybe not that and I can accept that where can we get together and do this and that is the reason why everybody for on politics on right our show is welcome, and not only welcome, but to throw out what they think and what they believe. Bianchi, come
2: on in. Well, I wouldn't want to be paying the type of tax that's paid up there in Canada, you know, when you include not only the income tax, but the amount of money that they pay for food and clothing, according to some of these articles. I had a, a company where my employees, Fergo, putting money on their check and pays into a health and welfare plan. When they go to the doctor, they pay no deductibles whatsoever, whether it's Mm -hmm. a toothache or whether it's a brain operation or whatever. They pay for it out of their own, that that particular way. So I would rather have my money in my pocket where I can be able to buy and purchase what it is that I desire. Uh, I think that the government should be very limited in what they're allowed to do. Uh, When you you start paying for things with uh, government money, then we start seeing escalation in prices, inflation in prices, and you know it just goes on and on. We had a remember back when they was complaining about the price that uh, military was paying for certain things, screws yeah. toilet seats, outrageous yeah. prices. Well, that's because the budgets uh, for that uh, the military was paying, so companies just had a windfall. And I, so I, I, I can I can point out.
1: Let me let me get I back. I can to point you. out
2: some other cases too.
1: But I want to answer that because that is so important. That point that you brought up, right? Because everybody wants the private companies to do something. And first of all, I, I want to uh, before before I answer that, I do, I do want to refute you on uh, Canadian paying a lot more taxes than we do. They don't. In fact, I, I wrote an article for. I wrote an article. I, I'll try to find it for you. I wrote an article where we uh, compared the taxes that Americans paid, middle class Americans and middle class Canadians. And guess what? Middle-class Canadians paid just a little bit more, on the order of 1% or 2% more than Americans. But for their value, the value that they got for their dollars paid to their government was so much more than what we got. And, and it's, you know, it's a numerical reflection when you look and you see the income inequality that you have in the United States. And when you look at the profit margins of these big corporations that do drugs and that do health care and so forth, you can see why it is so. Now, when it comes to the high prices, you remember that uh, $2,000 toilet seat or that $700 hammer? Remember, yes, it is government paying the bill, and it is a private company that is milking the American person by charging that $700 for, the, uh, for that hammer, and then having the government say they can't negotiate on that particular item. Remember, the same thing with drugs. The drug companies now are, are the same thing with healthcare. Our our politicians have said, in certain instances, we cannot negotiate the prices for these drugs under Obamacare, and as such, they can cost anything. When it comes to adjusting of prices, it's not the federal government that costs a lot. It is the private sector that costs a lot. If you take a look at what it costs for medicine, the EpiPen, the EpiPen was developed by the United States government for the military. The, 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 The corrupt politicians allowed the patent to be sold to Amgen, I believe it is, uh, Amgen, the, the, the company. And what did that company do? Something that costs $3 to make, they're selling it to you. If you if you have a child that needs the EpiPen, um, Bianchi, your child is going to pay $700 for that EpiPen. That's not the government. That's your private institutions that are doing that. So we have to have the balance of understanding that it isn't government that's the enemy. It isn't the private sector that's the enemy. It is corruption that is the enemy. And if we together, you, myself, Bobby, and all the others fight these issues together, we can have a we can have a free market or rather a, we can have a free market society where it needs to be free market, and we can have a socialist society where it needs to be socialist. I am a democratic socialist for one specific reason. It's because I believe in free enterprise. I believe you as I I remember from other calls that you've made Bianchi you're a construction person I want you to succeed with your business I want you to go build stuff privately and make whatever profit you you can make but I also want you to be a responsible profit maker meaning that realize that in as much as you made that money you busted your butt for that that society as a whole also played a part in that if we can come together and realize those issues then We would have no problem as a society. And you, Bianchi, you, Bobby, myself, everybody can have a decent life and we can have a prosperous life uh, that is uh, relative to the amount of work we want to do in this society. At the same time, having some baseline to ensure that we are also humane. Don't you agree, Bianchi?
2: Well, I agree in in you know, a lot of what you said, uh, you're absolutely right. I have uh, spent nearly four decades in commercial construction. Right. But I remember uh, about in the 80s, I remember when all of a sudden OSHA came along. Yeah. And OSHA was nothing but an imposition of regulations by people in many cases at the time did not know what it was that they were talking about. So mm-hmm. what uh, our industry had to do was form basically committees that sat down with this organization, this agency, that is, and tried to show them where they was going wrong and how to do and it better, it. since they was going to be there. And so, you did it, right? Yeah, I believe in. Pardon me. You,
1: you did it. In other words, you took, you went to your government, you went to your government, which is we the people, and said, "Hey guys, we know about this better than you do. Let's work together to make things that that will make this better." Let me give a. I, I need to give a quick example. And then I'll have to ask you to give a closing a closing thought. I wrote an article two days, three days ago, were uh, from an ABC uh, uh, ABC clip, and what it showed is in Florida on this same street, you had on the same day you had two homes, one home that was built before regulations, and the other home that was built with regulations. The home that was built without regulations was completely destroyed. The house that was built with regulations stood standing the hurricane, uh, the the Category 5 hurricane. Now, I am sure builders, along with the OSHA, or not OSHA, OSHA is a different thing, but builders, along with those people that, that regulate, came together on sensible regulations to make sure that Americans would not lose their lives in that house and that Americans would succeed. So re- good regulation is important. And if I understand you correctly, you said when the regulations were screwy, you formed a group to... Uh, to, to to come to combat the government from people who didn't know what they were doing and that is how it is supposed to work continue my friend
2: No absolutely you 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 absolutely right with that but you know in the long term uh when the public is responsible and they show their responsibility by holding their elected officials to yes. to 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 the fire Uh, things work out fine, but there's lots of time. Like school education. I don't like government involved in local school education, and they get involved by offering dollars. I think that there should be vouchers, uh, school choice with full vouchers where parents can put their children where they want to and subject them to whatever environment and direction that they have planned for. But anyway, I'll let you get back to your program. Uh, As I mentioned first before, whatever Bernie's plan is, as long as it don't have any mandates that force people to get involved, I uh, it may have a chance.
1: Thank you, brother. Give me a, cl- a quick closing statement before I take you up. That oh, is it. Okay, great. Thank you very much for calling in, Bianchi, and Bobby. Give me a quick sure. closer, brother. Bobby, give me a closer. You're on mute if you're if you're not. Uh, you're mute or you're doing something else. Okay, I guess Bobby uh, is on, on mute. Anyhow, folks, look, first of all, I want to thank you guys for listening to the show today. Um, it is important that we don't just stop here. Okay, this I'm is... off mute. <laughs> okay, all right. Give me a quick, you got 30 well, I seconds. Didn't want
0: you to hear, I didn't want you to hear all the noise. That's rude. I I,
1: don't want, I'm I trying, trying to be rude, that, you, that, you know. I appreciate that, my friend. Give me a 30-second closer. <phone rings>
0: hard to give you 30 second closes with all that junk that you say sometimes young man. All I got all to right. say to you about that health all I have to say about that healthcare stuff is this. Why is the IRS in the healthcare business if it's if the costs involved are only not only partially as you put about the private industry which I completely agree with you that the, the pharmaceutical companies and all that stuff I completely agree with that 100% but the IRS has no business in
1: healthcare. I gotta stop. gotta got stop right there because I gotta go. But let me just tell you, you are right about that. I'll tell you why on another call. Why the IRS got involved and it all had to do with political technicalities and getting getting the bill passed. But well, I know exactly. To- I know exactly why.
0: I know. I know exactly right. why. But but they have no business in there. But I know why. Right.
1: We'll I mean, that's time. what we
0: do. We deal with taxes. Absolutely. You, everybody have a fantastic day and support Houston and Miami. I mean, support Houston and Florida. There's a lot of need out there. Keep giving you a bunch of charitable Americans and citizens of the world. Keep it up. Got to go. You.
1: Thank you very much. Folks, look, again, this, this is the end of the show. I want to thank you guys for listening. I, I ask you all who listen to the show to share it. We have to make sure that we get Americans informed. Medicare for All must be a litmus test for every single Democrat, and remember, if we don't have that as a test, if we don't have that as a human right, if we don't have that as the only solution right now, we can forget about, 20, forget about 20, uh, 2020. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. You have a wonderful rest of your weekend, and I'll see you on Wednesday, or rather on Thursday, KPFT 90.1. Okay, ready. Bye. Bye-bye.